You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Shovik Das. I'm Leslie Demonte and I'm Deepthi Ahuja. You're listening to Mint Tech Setra, a podcast where we will talk about important developments in technology and how they will transform our lives, work and play as we know it. Hi everyone, welcome back to Tech Setra. This is a podcast where Leslie, Deepthi and I discuss everything tech. In fact, everything under the sun by the looks of how the past episodes and our past conversations have gone. And uh, we've learned a fair amount about each other. Deepthi, as I have reiterated in every episode, we'll definitely buy a $200 AI assistant. Um, we're also curious to find out more about her shopping list, which we hope to eventually find out in due course of time. I've also just learned just before we started recording the episode that Leslie has tried out the Apple Vision Pro, the headset which costs more than well I don't know more than cars, the pre-booking amount of houses, a good European holiday, a lot of things. Um so before we go on discussing other things in this episode, Leslie I'll just start with how has your experience been with the Apple Vision Pro because everyone's really hyped about it. Yeah, I mean So it was loaned to me by a friend. I did not buy it. I am not going to spend three lakh sixty thousand on their Apple Vision Pro. But what intrigued me, or what really got me uh, to use it, and uh, uh, sort of I asked my friend because my friend is. He's a guy who actually experiments with the metaverse. So he has created these experience centers, and he has used uh, the Hololens. He uses the Apple Vision Pro, and he also has the Quest Three. So it was an interesting combination. So we, I was just talking to him. He said, "Okay, why don't you try it?" And uh, I tried it for, for about. I think it was an incredible experience. Honestly, I really I don't uh, typically use a lot of adjectives, but I I love the experience. what i uh, found after some time let's say about 5 minutes or so i i found my head heavy because it is uh, the point is i think it's about 450 grams or so i forget uh, how much what is the weight of the thing but you actually feel it it, it gets a little weighty you know so it's like aadha kilo sar pe as hai right somebody in hindi so it sounds really weighty uh, and uh, it's a little hard uh, so while the uh, the experience is incredible i don't know how long i could have managed it and then afterwards i was reading some reviews of it including you know it is very surprising what actually got me to Uh, ask my friend to loan the vision pro was this uh, uh, the stock by mark zuckerberg so where mark zuckerberg has become a reviewer a tech reviewer so tech reviewers behave uh, those who actually review gadgets uh, first you had chat gpt which was taking away journalist jobs now i think <laughs> zuckerberg mark will take away the rest of <laughs> he'll take away the tech reviewer job but i mean yeah. jokes apart uh, so he was talking uh, uh, giving a sort of a, a lowdown on uh, you know this uh, vision pro versus the quest 3 uh, now what of course he keeps on as, as was expected uh, he would have a clearly a biased view at this i'm i i can see a clear conflict of interest but then uh, uh, you, you won't expect a, a balanced view when zuckerberg is talking so he was talking right. about uh, you know the price versus uh, thing so clearly when you look at a 46 or 50000 uh, in indian rupees uh, the quest 3 and compare it with something like 360000 uh, uh, you know a, a vision pro headset 
obviously there's a big difference but you know zuckerberg i mean anybody can go to youtube and listen to that uh, stuff where he, i think the, he was a little charitable only in a few sections where he said oh the screen is slightly better but this is better so it's, it, it was a hilarious kind of uh, review yeah. So, yeah but what i uh, was when i was talking to my friend who as i said uses it for like in the metaverse and i asked him the application so he told me a very interesting thing he said when you look at uh, the vision pro it is more suited uh, to the virtual reality and uh, the self extended so spatial kind of thing whereas the quest we actually can give you mixed reality so you have virtual reality augmented right. reality so it's more suited to those kind of tasks and uh, also he also was explaining that he said when you use the vision pro he saying you can actually lie down and watch things and the images won't get distorted whereas because you're dealing with mixed reality in uh, the headset uh, quest 3 yeah you have limitations of thing so i found those observations very very interesting and i tried it so i i just you know sort of lay down on the bed and i could actually really experience the uh, uh, vision pro uh, stuff which right. i was but of course and you have the app store you can download some apps uh, depending right. on the pricing and all that so i would say probably you'll have to give it some time uh, you know uh, to mature to become mature uh, and they somehow have to figure out a way to reduce the weight right it's interesting because uh, what mark zuckerberg exactly said i have it open in front of me here and zuckerberg's exact word was that it's not just that the quest 3 is better value it is a better product period no i so, no i i wouldn't go that far a better value yeah. but see again as i said mixed reality versus you know the uh, virtual reality uh, right the kind right. of headset or so i i am not too sure about <laughs> whether it right. is a better product right and 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 in fact uh, mark uh, also brought in this entire open model thing that oh you know we're going to build it with support for a bigger ecosystem apple's going to work just with apple devices Deepthi, we're going to come to you uh, now that we have, we know that your shopping list is a $200. I knew it. I knew it. Do we add another $4,000 to it or not? No, absolutely not. I just, (laughs) I'm not a little kid who just look at shiny objects and go like, oh, I want. I'm not like that. No, No, I don't. You you watch a lot of movies. You like gaming. You like that. So, you know, the uh, vision towards... But on is an amazing it can give you a 17 inch screen you can just increase the size of the screens imagine the kind of experience it's mm. incredible no my concern is more to do with like uh, health things like i mean i don't want something that's that heavy on my head a and b i do have like uh, i can get dizzy really fast and i don't want uh, i've always stayed away from ar vr all these kind of things it's not my cup of tea I I I don't and I think that there are more people like me who probably might suffer from vertigo or you know other kind of uh, issues Th- they might also not want it at least right now No the interesting part is I think the word has written about how Apple fans are actually uh, starting to return their vision pros mm, because yeah. they are, yeah. they are, they are sort of complaining about you know headache eye strain and yeah. some even of a I mean much of it is anecdotal like some some said some uh, blood vessel ruptured and all oh. I I know Mm. I mean, see, it depends. I mean, I I wouldn't uh, uh, know about that. But after I experienced those bouts of dizziness, I 
I thought it was more because of mother because we use uh, I mean I am glued to a laptop most of my time so I thought probably because of that so then I started mm. reading up uh, some reviews also and then I realized no you know for extended periods of time using these kind of gadgets is perhaps not the best use of your yeah we, <laughs> right. we are not no, meant absolutely. to do these things at an, you know for long hours we are not even meant to stare at our screens yeah. for long hours yeah yeah why do you want yeah, to bring the screen so close to your eyes yeah because by that by 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 that logic we are not supposed we would have not done so many other things so we are not meant to do that's many things true. yeah that's so true. i i so don't think that logic so we choose poison and this is not <laughs> one i want ha <laughs> fair enough conversations <laughs> I think I think we should keep our conversations about our screen time and smartphone usage and smartphone addiction for the next episode because that's gonna probably yeah. take up another half an hour. And and the problem is that's you end up with a lot of subjective kind of you know observations. Hmm. So it's it's hmm. a little hard. Right. And you need hard data. Yes, hard data has. As I said, when you use the internet, it. they have shown over a period of time it rewires your brain but then everything rewires your brain the use of any other habit when you have you inculcate one particular habit it always rewires your brain that's how it works mm. right 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 one habit with another habit so we can talk right, till the cows right. come home on that right right no absolutely but in fact uh, since we are at the topic of uh, you know devices and new form factor devices and all a lot of uh, people historically and i guess let's say you would have also uh, reported on this over the years that um, one of the key challenges that people have spoken about ever since the time of the google glass was that there is bit of a technical barrier as well as trying to find out whether we can fit in you know all the sort of computing power and everything into a glass that is comparable to just a normal pair of spectacles and then kind of overly information that is actually required and meaningful do you think all of that is really possible or is that still science fiction yeah, no, no, for the next couple of decades it's a very valid question in fact actually if you look at the reban uh, what meta has done with the reban yeah. so for the viewer, uh, for the uh, listeners basically uh, so meta uh, or which was earlier known as facebook so mark zuckerberg right. basically uh, has a, had a tie up with reban i think it was about 2 years back or something 2 or 3 years i, I, I don't know the exact date but now reban uh, glasses uh, are really selling so it's not that the form factor clearly changes and a lot of computing power has been put in the reban i think the battery is also outside and it, it it's it's a i mean people are raving about it so i i know and i think the sales figures also talk about uh, what they are already doing with it but having said that so i had a very interesting conversation with a senior leadership member called alex from qualcomm recently in fact that interview which i had written about now the interesting right. part over there i actually asked him i said alex i said what do you feel at any given point in time will you see the you know uh, uh, with all these kind of see the processes are becoming extremely powerful moore's law is still intact despite us you know saying that uh, you cannot have so many transistors on a chip but you know the thing of doubling in some way the tech uh, tech companies have found a way of doing that now yeah. i asked him i said can you really get it uh, this kind of power into a contact lens right can so, you 
No, no, no. Obviously, I mean, he said, no, no, we are too far off. I said, this is my wish list. I would have, you know, wished if 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 you could get extended reality or mixed reality in your contact list. But of course, I mean, it, you know, it is one thing to wish for it and the kind of computing power that gets into it. It is like, you know, talking about artificial general intelligence and not realizing the kind of work that goes into making machines as intelligent and as smart as uh, human beings. Mm. So... There's always those comparisons. But no, at this point in time, uh, getting it into a kind of a contact line, making it that light uh, will right. take will take some years. Absolutely. But having said that, yes, I mean, they will. I think I'm a techno optimist. I think we will get there eventually. Right. right. Even, even, even I feel so. Even I feel so. But Deepthi, let's, uh, you know, if we get, uh, you know, like a standard piece of spectacle standard piece of eyewear which looks good which gives you alternate and mixed reality and augmented reality not alternate reality augmented reality yes um and costs like i don't know 200 dollars the sweet spot for your shopping list <laughs> would you buy it what is this thing that you're playing with me huh? it's like it's like a sales channel it's just going we have, no, we, have, we, have, we, have, we are just telling our listeners that you are richer than us Achha, yes. you're just we telling our listeners dollars. that how do we do it 200 dollars is like the sweet spot for everything shopping for Deepthi yeah. anything it's like the Asian sky whatever channel that was <laughs> that used to talk about products but okay uh, so I'm uh, quite an optimist like Leslie about technology okay I don't understand it uh, as as much as you guys do um, and I'm quite an amateur when it comes to understanding technology in that sense but I am an optimist and, and my influence comes again from cinema right so there are two lines of thoughts over here one is the cyberpunk and the other one is the solar punk uh, side of you know futuristic um, right vision right and i'm i'm more uh, keen on the solar punk side of things where um technology does actually help advance humanity and so if i do get glasses uh, which also help me with like the basics where you know i can uh, it helps me read better it helps me do things better if i need that kind of uh, visual uh, sort of a visual help right if i need that uh, and right. then there is a mixed reality ar vr which does not harm my health in any way i'd love to go for it so i'm i'm all for solar punk and i'm all for optimistic technology out there it's good to know that we are all optimists in this space should, at least when it comes to technology who's actually like totally against it we can we podcast. can you know, I, I'm pretty sure there are there are a host of contrarian voices who say all of this is nonsense. We should ah. get back to the 1970s and read physical newspapers. I do agree, read physical newspapers. I actually like oh, reading in, books. In, I can't in, do Kindle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In every generation, you have what are known as luddites, or yes. you have you yeah. always have people who think you know you want. I want to live off the grid. Correct. Uh, yeah. So. I'm not saying that it is not possible, but you have to ask yourself, unless, you know, you are a kind of a, uh, an ascetic or a mendicant or something like that, why would you right. want to live up yeah. with it? Because see, I mean, with every generation, you have to think about the positive impact. Every technology is a double-edged uh, sword. Yeah. Let's be yes, clear absolutely. about it. 
okay everything Absolutely. okay unless you know i always say it like even 3d printing now you could make 3d printing guns for instance now yeah. right. the point is you can use it for you know increasing manufacturing Absolutely. output for making better uh, artifacts or you can use it to make a gun now somebody thought about that the applications i think nobody really has a control mm-hmm. same goes right. for ai same goes for blockchain yeah. same goes for every technology that you have but having said that also there is one uh, you know thing of a uh, uh, kind of a school of thought which says that okay you know when you make a technology like nuclear power it destroys it's not necessary again because nuclear power again can be used it's a, an amazing source of energy mm. it can you know clean energy yes yeah if harnessed it can be clean energy so i mean it's it's really hard you know i mean you can empathize with a person who says that you know technology is misused but it's a way of life i mean i i don't know you can't set Ultimately, the clock it's us no who make use of this technology yeah. so we I, have to have a certain absolutely. mindset towards it it's us and it's absolutely. our responsibility yeah. absolutely but uh, and you know on that regard in fact uh, one of the things that i just got reminded of is that um i i had spoken with uh, i remember when i used the first headset which was samsung's uh, it was based on the google cardboard it wasn't even sophisticated and i think this was in 2015 which is almost now almost a decade ago wow. um it was basic but it was still fascinating for us because we were like oh this is so cool we can turn yeah. around and we can shoot lasers and all of that Yeah. And I remember speaking with um, speaking with a mental health expert at that point who had said that an increasing proliferation of VR and AR devices is going to lead us to greater distractions which in turn is going to lead to greater problems in the society um reduced attention spans and so on and so forth and um uh, one of the things that reduced attention spans and increased distractions came up was um recently in my conversation with a bunch of cyber security companies who said very interestingly that a value of almost 1 billion dollars which are being lost to upi scams mm. specifically upi scams are happening largely due to distractions and users just keying in their upi pins while being distracted mm. thinking that oh this is just second nature to us mm. and uh, I think uh, in January UPI transactions crossed 220 billion dollars per month right. um with over 12 and a half billion transactions every month it is ridiculous the volume it's nine times the total volume of all card transactions in India and uh, that seems fairly alarming because I think between all of us I be I be pretty I'm pretty sure that we all of us know at least one person who's faced such a scam yeah So I mean, there is a saying, you know, that there is a sucker born every minute. Now the problem is you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it 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 is a it little sad. Said we know one person at least who's done that. Are you calling them? <laughs> no, no. I I mean, see, the 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 problem is also see. I I mean, for instance. RBI has put out a lot of instructions okay that like say for instance in QR codes literally if you see RBI has put out instruction and a lot of celebrities are coming out and telling you that you know when you scan a QR code it is for payment it is not for receipts yeah okay now a yeah. simple thing like that 
same with OTP. Now, if you're using an OTP in with public Wi-Fi, you mm. know that there is nothing called a free lunch. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a big issue that there could be somebody who's hacking into your phone. There's somebody who could, you know, uh, like you use the near field communication because nowadays you have everything on a tap. So you start tapping on the phone and the end of story. You know that... There's, I mean, you look at uh, uh, these uh, uh, Facebook, uh, the shorts or the TikTok videos also, they'll show you so many cases over there. So it's not yeah. that, you know, uh, this is uh, that people aren't aware of it. It is, I think, more important that one one could be the distraction part of it. The second is using public Wi-Fis and cyber cafes and all in certain places. They're still using somebody else's. like. I mean, I've never understood why would you want to use somebody else's uh, laptop to do internet banking? I would be very, very scared about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I so I personally don't even use mobile banking, which I think uh, is uh, a, a pretty secure nowadays. Uh, there's a two-factor authentication and all. But yeah. I am a little uh, concerned about the kind of data that apps put out. So I'm yeah. a little particular about it. Uh, kind of, though actually a banking app, anyway, they have all your data, to be fair. So yeah. there's really not any special data that you will be giving them that they really don't have with you and so uh, having said that a lot of uh, things have been uh, you know uh, they have been securing the process but see hackers and cyber criminals will always stay a step ahead so I'm curious to know so you know to what are the kind of options that you have because all the options are hackable yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And in fact, that's one of the things like when I was speaking with, you know, all the cybersecurity folks. So my question was this, that what is the solution? And they were like, you know, exactly. so some of them were like, oh, you can use email, uh, you know, scanners. <laughs> and I was like, but, you know, scammers are not going to mail me saying, dear sir, please use this email. <laughs> uh, exactly. It generally always happens on Twitter and all these places. So they were like, yeah, so the only option is awareness and uh, for Mm. UPI apps to add an increasing number of filters where you are repeatedly asked, please verify your recipient, please verify if you want to send or receive. And but I think it largely it it comes down to users. And in that in that regard, I personally feel that, you know, when I was, you know, when we were much younger, I remember my parents would say the older generations would say that. You know, we'd rather not use technology as far as money is concerned, as far as serious paperwork of, you know, land, of house and all of this is concerned. We'd rather lock it up, put it into a bank locker and keep it there. There's no need for technology to interfere with any of that. And uh, I think new generations come in and they are more, uh, I mean, we were the ones who were like, you know, online transaction, yay. Uh, You know, e-commerce is great and all of that. And I think now newer generations, I'm guessing, would probably perceive it differently. No, uh, I think but... there's there's tremendous value in digitizing uh, stuff. It yeah. reduces yeah. the cost of paperwork. It uh, reduces the cost of it makes e-governance very simple. It increases Absolutely. the convenience. So the problem is when uh, you know the issue out here is 
I think it's an amazing step by RBI to be thinking about uh, security because it has always been, uh, you know, guarding the... uh, Because, see, banking, at the end of the day, if you're losing your money, it's a very big thing. For some people, their entire savings get uh, wiped out. So it is no laughing matter. But, uh, you know, also, one has to think from a user interface point of view, the trade-offs between convenience and security. Mm. Now, that's something that, you know, has to be... Like, what comes to mind as options are clearly biometrics. Now, biometrics are not safe. Everybody knows that Uh, face hacking, etc. can be done. And, like, for instance... uh, even your uh, like uh, using fingerprints, for instance, you you know that your fingerprints also, if you're doing hard work and all, it can get erased. So you will have a problem over there, and you can you'll have with Aadhaar. We have had many cases where you know it's not working in some cases because those farmers work in the fields and mm. uh, the fingerprints, the biometrics don't work. Face recognition also, your face changes. Uh, you know, uh, for instance, I was I use Digi Yatra whenever I'm traveling because it makes yeah. life very convenient but on many occasions uh, they've had to do physical uh, checking I asked yeah. them why after doing all that he said nah, they, then some, one of them figured out in the chashma pen so because I had my glasses on <laughs> I had to remove my glasses so now I've learned okay now I have to remove my glasses but I thought you know these systems could rec- I mean what how does a glass really interfere with facial recognition yeah. so these systems also are probably with with the help of artificial intelligence uh, etc are learning uh, then there's Absolutely. passwordless uh, authentication methods like the Fido2 based authentic system there are smart cards there are security tokens there's SMS based authentication yeah then what your friend said you know the uh, email based authentication but again emails also can be hacked uh, there's a federated identity management, you know, the method that uh, allows users to authenticate with one service provider, then use that authentication to access other services. But again, yes. I think there's this whole thing of whether a simple user who is doing a U- UPI transaction will be able to handle all these trade-offs. True. Yeah, absolutely. And how how easy or how difficult are you going to make it for an user, for the user to access. Now, today, UPI payment just means I take it, I scan the QR code, I use, already I'm using two-factor, I'm using the password twice, two-factor right. to, to get into my payment service provider, then to uh, uh, use the password for my banker. So, there's no yes. OTP over there. Okay, and it's still very secure. Hmm. But there's now, no. it doesn't ask for the OTP. <laughs> when I'm doing yeah, it for my yeah, mobile. Yeah. 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 So but we are using a very secure method, right? Aren't we? It's now, yeah, in fact, I mean it's it's I don't think it's really UPI's fault, so to speak. Exactly. It's, so somebody can get hold of your pin if somebody's observing because they could put a mirror behind you, they could see the yeah. the point is people are innovative. Uh, like even if you go to an ATM machine, you know that many people have used these scan uh, they, they, those on the the, the 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 scammers or what they 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 call the devices, scamming devices. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So they can yeah. just for for phishing and all that kind of stuff. So there are so many devices uh, in the market. Hackers so always will be a step. Yeah, yeah. And one very interesting common scam apparently is that in tier 2 and 3, even even in urban markets, when UPA started proliferating, you know, scammers would go take a print of their own QR code, own, own UPI QR, and they'll stick it on top of a merchant's QR. Yeah. Now you go to a shop, you scan, you make the payment. 
and you're telling the guy that okay look i've paid you the 100 bucks that i that i'm supposed to pay you and the guy will be like you know a lot of times we're like acha network theek nahi chal raha hai so aa jayega message or something and especially if the shopkeeper knows you they'll just be like ha ah, if you've done it so it must have come right and they'll let it be except that that money gets credited directly to the that scammer's account and uh, um you know often times it so happened that uh it took like multiple lakhs of rupees it took like the merchant real suddenly realized he went to take stuff from his supplier and he his transaction got declined that's when he checked and he realized ki uska account pura khali tha wow and he didn't get yeah. any payment for like 18 but, but, days but shovik i have a question to ask you yes how much like you know how much liquid cash do you keep in your bank because you can always you know keep limits on your credit card yeah, transactions and yeah, yeah. so how, so our, i think uh, our listeners also who are listening should ask themselves a very sincere question have we really taken steps to take care of our own money yeah you know yeah, are, absolutely absolutely like, i i have said uh, so i don't allow for nfc transactions so no, nobody can tap yeah, it to buy even mm-hmm. yeah you can you can keep on trying tapping it's not going to work with me uh, you, i do hardly keep any uh, you know i there's a limit on everything and when i uh, say want to do something uh, on a, a big a bigger purchase i increase the yeah. limit immediately and yeah, then yeah, i reduce yeah. it again exactly so, absolutely same here so bank so i think also some amount of effort has to uh we put in by uh, users you know True. that caveat emptor or buyer beware is always there even if you go physically shopping with cash you know you have to protect your cash so exactly everywhere everybody wants your money at the end of the day i mean i i actually go a step ahead and i only have like one account on which i make all the transactions and i don't even put that much money in it i put a little bit of it every time i need to make a transaction this is apart from additionally on top of the limits the two factor authentications not having nfc all of these things i do and i also take the screenshot i'm very very conscious because i'm not so, great at math no no so, so where, i'm like where, very particular no so where will you pay for that where pay that 200 dollars for the rabbit i was just going to say deepthi basically <laughs> ensures that you guys are mean deepthi <laughs> ensures that a bank account has 201 dollars so you know flat out I will boycott this podcast. Shut up. You know, or you can just <laughs> buy the rabbit tar one and be done with it. <laughs> It's called foot in the mouth syndrome. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah, but Clearly you know, it wasn't. But you're pushing the foot in the mouth. Okay? No, but wasn't. I think. No, but, but the point is, like you know, each and every time I keep on saying that what Dipti said, what you said, what I said, it's always the same thing. It boils down to the same thing that nothing changes. You have to be aware. Yeah. You are responsible for your own money. See, you know, yes. Philosophically speaking, I think security as a concept is a very like a false sort of an idea anyway. But uh, sorry. No, I- No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far to say oh, that well, it's a war. But, live but, in, but as a millennial, <laughs> no. But it, it's also very true that you have to take care of your own money. You have yeah. to protect yes. yourself. Like for instance, you have. Uh, I mean, to draw a real world analogy, you have police stations outside. Okay, but mm-hmm. you know, if you get into a skirmish, uh, common sense tells you that you know, if if the person is stronger than you. 
okay back out or you want to start you know becoming a vigilante or you want to really start like what they show in hindi movies or bollywood oh, you no, want to land that is also yeah, there yeah. no? <laughs> you're, you're going to land into serious trouble so i think it's also a certain you know uh, amount of common sense has to be used in certain yeah, places true. yeah that's exactly in fact uh, that's exactly what even ncii has said uh, historically that uh, folks you know it's really It's really not about UPI. It's just that if you don't read the person you are sending money to, and if you still think that, you know, oh, they've told us that if you send 2,000, then you will get 20,000, and you really believe in it, exactly. and you input your security pin and you send money to that person, and then you lose everything. It's really nobody's fault. Yeah, uh, and you know yeah. that old saying: if something is too good to be true, then it's too yeah. good to be true. and they have that they have that question at the end of it so yes. you have to answer the question and that's a very helpful i keep on telling i encourage everybody to take those tests because yeah. you know you may think that you know every answer but you know it's not necessary and sometimes we forget we are human we forget things we make mistakes that's oh, us. I, i i had a friend one of my friends he used to call the uh, the pune the mm. office pune give him uh, his credit card and pin and tell him to you know remove because it's too lazy to go to the atm so mm. i told him i said i said is this a good practice no he said i trust the guy i said but today oh. tomorrow if this guy <laughs> yeah exactly so he said no i keep on changing the uh, you know uh, the pin i said Yeah, but you're giving him the pin each and every time, and yeah. tomorrow he has he has your CVV number, he has your he can easily do an online transaction in absence. My uh, God, there is a so, thin line between convenience and uh, absolute no, and and blind trust also. Yeah, so. <laughs> I that's I don't a, want to say much because he's our friend, you know. Let's no, no, but, but that's but one I way of living on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I mean, Totally. Yeah, but exactly. But we don't have to agree with our friends, so it's okay. I we can. <laughs> I always tell them. I said we respect your decision, but I don't have to agree with you necessarily. Absolutely. My God. I wonder, I, I wonder if your friend would be. <laughs> Leslie, I wonder if your friend listens to our podcast. Will be interesting. Oh well, well, well. We shall reserve that. Even before meeting us, he'll hate us. <laughs> You know, uh, Shavit, no, but, I came across a very uh, interesting McKinsey study which says uh, yes. basically that uh, uh, this year Gen Zers they call them yeah. <laughs> the Gen Z. So many of whom are newly entering the workforce are expected to outnumber baby boomers at least in the US workplace. I'm sure it will be happen in other places also, like places yeah. country like Japan and all. Even in India, for that matter of fact, though we do have youngsters coming into the workforce. But uh, the, the interesting part is uh, in their study that Gen Zers or the Gen Z generation uh, have similar expectations and motivations for work as other generations. So they surveyed about thirty thousand workers around the world. Okay, this was a McKinsey study, and. Um, the gen z generation rank meaningful work just as highly as workplace flexibility as a reason for taking up a new job hmm. so 
th- this I found uh, uh, very uh, interesting. And again, they made another interesting observation that compare that with boomers who rank compensation first, followed by meaningful work and work uh, workplace flexibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I think I think this is uh, you know this is something that's being spoken about right since the pandemic happened because I think 2020 and onward is when Gen Z started entering the workforce really and um, one of the things that a lot of people spoke about at that time was that Gen Z started working at a time when work from home was a necessity mm-hmm. um, for us we've been you know going to office all our life and you know going to office every day for work was not like you know it wasn't an option it wasn't like a okay i'll go if i feel like i'll go if traffic is less my monday office nahi jata ho and all of that we didn't have and uh, you know for me at my first workplace we used to have a separate five days of allotted work from home days which were almost like luxuries for hmm. you know us but i think gen z is kind of skipped that where for them working from home became a thing because they would be working from a hill station and they'd be working from a beach on in goa while you know sipping on some cocktails and i think the way they approached work and the way they were introduced work was so different from us that i don't know maybe that probably plays Actually, a role in i have a different that. opinion on this i think okay. that uh, uh, you know there, there were there was a different value system with boomers there was a different value system yeah there were different kind of aspirations they had to have of a course. job a home a family kids all of these things were valued at that point of time when it came yeah. to millennials we faced two recessions right we faced a pandemic we faced so many wars we i mean of course boomers did too but we did face two recessions during our younger period of like a, a, a younger period of our career so for us it was almost like we we are not able to pay our student loans how can we pay yeah. how can we even purchase or think of purchasing a house the inflation rates are so high so then we let go of that idea of compensation we were like okay compensation yeah. is something that's probably never going to happen for us so then we must look at uh, flexible workers we must look at uh, you know other things in life that are more immediate right yeah so that happened and then it also trickled down to to gen z because now environment is very clearly under a huge threat there's that you know at the back of our heads there's that doomsday thing that's going on over and over again and and uh, social media is no less you'll find it everywhere you will find that kind of conversation or indication or a meme or something that will you know it's yeah. you but but dipte i have a different question if the now this is i'm playing a the devil's advocate over here and a and a counter view huh. if if the gen z thinks that they're so alive and they're so idealistic okay mm. and they are talking so much about the environment why mm. are they talking about mobile waste why are they talking about laptop waste It's why convenient. are they talking Yeah, exactly my point so you cannot pick and choose your battles if you are, you 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 have to have that consistency so while the uh, while there's tremendous amount of awareness uh, remember that at there's a certain age till a certain age probably you know the mckinsey study i'm sure would have considered these factors yeah or perhaps may, may or may not have but i think it's important to also consider the fact that till the age of 2025 most youngsters are idealists 
and in any generation yeah so many many of many of us also would have you know be participated yeah. in college struggles and we went for political rallies and all but yeah. uh, you know and, and, and like like there's a, there's a kind of a joke you know that uh, uh, i mean i know of course it's a, i, I wouldn't uh, because it's a little pull not politically right so we'll now <laughs> avoid those jokes but but otherwise you know but when you're an idealist up to a certain age it probably helps uh, because you require to be idealist but mm. if you're continuously being a vigilante if you're continuously being then you have to pay a very different price which as you start getting more added responsibilities it as mm. you i think you did point out that fact yeah and yeah. you know yeah. uh, service to to your point of gen z being on the beaches and all remember that the baby the baby boomer parents are paying for that in many cases yeah absolutely yeah. in fact uh, and, and i I don't know I mean sir, I I remember at at one of my previous uh, in fact at my previous workplace there was um an entire conversation with the guy who had just joined in the middle of the pandemic and on his second day he he just disappeared and he came back a week later saying that oh you know I uh, you know our wi- my wifi at the guest house that I was staying I had kind of broke down <laughs> and my dad said you have to pay to get it fixed by out of your budget that i allocated to you so i couldn't afford it and he was surprised that we told him that okay we don't really need you to do anything else this for is, us this has got nothing to do with generation it's just privilege and every generation has these people that that too okay. that too that too yeah, and, and every generation keeps on bitching about the earlier generation <laughs> that so that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mean, that, 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 that's think, not fair that's yeah. you think gen z and gen alpha are not going to fight there's something called exactly. gen alpha so that's just exactly. tailing gen z <laughs> okay, exactly before, before we before we sign off i just have one question because i really need to clarify this what exactly is a baby boomer i i'm not i know it's not a chewing gum but <laughs> <laughs> it's all the guy the, the guy who have retired the 60 plus generation. kind of yeah yeah the, the 60 plus kind of stuff. there there is a certain uh, category also like people so, uh, yeah. from a certain point to a certain yeah, from point. a certain point so Yeah so so 60 plus I I I think yeah 60 to 65 or something like that Yeah so there are boomers so those, those and then born there are gen Xers. before yeah Yeah. Uh, there are boomers, there are Gen Xers, there are uh, millennials, there are Gen millennials, Z, there are there is Gen, Gen, Gen Alpha. And right above boomer, there was the great generation. That oh my God, Chavik is already hold like he's cupping his. So so, so you can think <laughs> you can you can think about between Gen Alpha and Gen Z. You love the Gen Beta. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> what what trying to figure is, out to which generation they are there is a crossover generation between millennials and gen z there is that don't thing. don't don't get in there now <laughs> this is getting too far yeah. and on that generational note it is time to end this episode of etc we're going to continue talking about boomers and gen z's and whichever crossover generation that deeply <laughs> wanted to talk about but until then it's time for us to say goodbye for this week it was lovely chatting about once again everything under the sun and uh, key takeaway from this episode i hope you will know that your the safety of the safety and security of your money is really in your hands and if you voluntarily enter your pin nobody can really do anything and on that bombshell it's time to end thank you so much for joining us see you next week Take care. Be safe, be happy and only use a safety pin. So folks, that's it for this episode. 
You are listening to Mint Etc. You can reach out to us on LinkedIn if you have any questions. Our handles are in the description. This episode was produced by me, Deepthi Ahuja. It was edited by Amrinder Singh. Catch you next week. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 